Good day, listeners. Welcome to episode 43 of You Got This. Dropping on Sunday, May 1st. Ooh, I hope everyone is doing well out there. If you're new, I appreciate having you here. And if you're a returning listener, I'm happy to have you back. Just to make sure everyone's up to speed, You Got This slash UGT is a podcast where we explore authentic living, seeing things from a higher perspective, and how to balance taking care of yourself in the world around you. The U stands for universe or universal consciousness. And of course, it's a play on the word you with a Y, but you have permission to make the you whatever you want it to be. I'm your host, Asia Smith, and I'm a leadership educator, life coach, and intuitive healer. That's not a replacement for therapy. On the podcast, we keep it real and we keep it light. It's for entertainment purposes only. So if you need it, please do what you gotta do to keep yourself well, because it matters to me and it matters to the folks around you too. Okay, so it's gonna be May. (laughs) April showers bring May flowers, all the things. And uh, also just wanna acknowledge that it's the start of (laughs) AANHPI, which is Asian American Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Um, AAPI is also widely used as the acronym. That's probably what most folks out there know, including myself, until I learned of the full acronym. (laughs) And there are other acronyms as well. yeah, there's so much diversity within Asia. Don't quote me on this, but I believe Asia is made up of like 40 countries and tons more islands and territories. I ain't even going to try to act like I got the stats for that. <laughs> but with this month and every Heritage Month, we have the opportunity to listen and learn about the dynamics and diversity within different communities and sub-communities, as well as how deep these cultural connections are to all facets of American history, which is what we should be doing anyway, <laughs> without tokenizing or dedicating a month to celebrating it. But As an optimistic realist, I acknowledge the progress with visibility and inclusion nonetheless, and it's still worth celebrating. So all that being said, I hope everyone has a great start to the month and wishing all the best. To pivot a little bit uh, and kick off the new month with a clean slate. Today's episode is going to be me chatting your ears off a bit, which I haven't done <laughs> on UGT in quite a while. Last time I did this was on the first few episodes. So with this dropping on May 1st, it felt like a fitting time to do something solo. And then I'll probably go back to curating next week because as returning listeners know, independent thinking and exploring, it's just authentic to my style. And growing up while processing trauma and just processing life itself, I didn't have access to things like therapy. So being resourceful while also having the ability to formulate my own train of thought based on all the things, (laughs) all the info, uh, you know, I'd been absorbing. It's been a major part of my own personal and professional growth and self-healing journey. This episode explores independent thinking 
If we wanna get fancy, we can even call it intellectual independence. <laughs> but that's our freedom to choose, uh, rethink perceptions, consider different perspectives, see things from a higher perspective. <laughs> it's absolutely part of authentic living. In general, it's what I feel, in my humble opinion, is an essential skill in a world with an increasing amount of influencing factors on our daily lives. It can be challenging to discern which thoughts and beliefs belong to us versus the ones that have been programmed by loved ones, society, etc. So how do we know when they've intersected or intertwined as well? So on that note, <laughs> let's go ahead and dive in. Go ahead and get comfy, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Also, if you'd like, be sure to stay tuned for the energy reading after the sponsor message. Be safe and stay well. We constantly feed ourselves with the same type of information without pausing for a minute to verify what's fact and form an unbiased opinion. Many of us simply echo everything we think we know right back out into the world. And although we like to think that every opinion we have and every decision we make is down to our best judgment and independent assessment, that's simply not true. More often than not, our opinions, beliefs, views, and thoughts about the world are influenced by a larger group of people. Research has shown that when presented with multiple options, we often mimic the choice of the people around us. So rather than spending time researching, asking questions, or learning about the different options to find out what the best one is for us, we often defer to the social norm. And this is how humans have always been, right? <laughs> We're social animals after all. Uh, however, now more than ever, it's becoming more and more important for us to think for ourselves. A few decades ago, we only had a handful of different thoughts that we were exposed to, if you think about it. So it was easy to filter all of them and figure out what was right for us. But thanks to the internet <laughs> and social media and all the things out there, there's billions of people with completely different worldviews, ideologies, beliefs, um, the societal norm. It's changing so rapidly that there's no time to pause and think is this really right for me? <laughs> so if you're not following this podcast already, uh, there's a high chance that some kind of algorithm brought you here. Um, and if that's the case, welcome. <laughs> Happy to have you join us. Uh, and for that reason, of course, algorithms are great. They bring everything that we want right to our doorsteps. But the only problem is, <laughs> slowly, these algorithms are starting to dictate our lives. They're starting to think for us. Uh, major platforms are suggesting things for us to watch. Soon you're watching everything, not because you searched for it, but because the algorithm suggested it. And to a large extent, this looks and feels harmless. <laughs> it exposes you to content that you otherwise might not have seen. And it also gives smaller creators a chance to really blow up without having that established quote unquote pedigree. <laughs> so seemingly everybody wins. But then if you think about Amazon's algorithm, for example, that tells you all the products that you should add to your cart <laughs> alongside the one purchase that you intended to make, or Gmail smart reply telling you how to reply to your emails and then you rely on that for communication or job sites telling you where to apply first <laughs> or dating sites tell you who to spend the rest of, the, of your life with, <laughs> you know, before you know it, we give the algorithm the driver's seat and we become passengers in our own lives, merely coasting <laughs> through the roads that are suggested to us. This 
in and of itself is a problem, but the fact that the algorithm is not perfect is what makes it an even bigger problem because it cannot be perfect. For one, the algorithms that are now thinking for us don't actually think. <laughs> they are not independent thinkers. They simply find patterns and parrot them. Once they realize that we like or agree with a certain thing, then we're constantly fed with that one thing. And then in a short while, we find ourselves in this echo chamber where everything that we see in here, it's only things that we've agreed with in the past, which honestly doesn't give much room for change or for growth or for the opportunity to listen to opposing arguments and learn. If you think about it, how many times have you randomly found a video uh, or a post or whatever <laughs> that you completely disagreed with and compare that to how many times you found content that you enjoyed and you completely agree with, right? And the difference is probably incredible. And the better the algorithms become, the better they are at serving information that we already agree with. This leads to confirmation bias, which is our tendency to search for, interpret, favor, and recall information in a way that confirms or supports our prior beliefs and values. So because these algorithms constantly surround us with ideas that we already agree with, we quickly block our minds to every shred of evidence that contradicts this bias. There's a subtle difference between the desire to have been right and the desire to be right. The desire to have been right prevents us from seeing the real truth, causing us to hold on to ideas that might be logically and factually flawed. <laughs> we fail to see how we're wrong, and so we fail to learn and grow. And we hold on to beliefs that we've been surrounded by so much so that we start to seek out evidence to back up our bias, and we don't seek out evidence to find the truth. The truth is humans find it very difficult to process information in an unbiased and rational way once they've developed strong feelings or sentiments about a given issue. So people interpret everything they see from their own lens and in a way that already agrees with everything they know and believe about the world. Some people believe in something called extrasensory perception. Uh, and so, for example, they remember all the times when they were thinking about someone and they pick up their phone only to see that person was calling. It seems like fate. Um, the woo-woo folks like myself who are all into the universe and all that, <laughs> we call them signs and synchronicities, which, in my opinion, totally valid. But... When we fall so deep into only seeing things from that perspective, we might forget all the times when somebody called when we weren't thinking about them and the other times when we were thinking about someone and maybe they don't call. You know what I mean? As humans, we tend to believe so strongly in our extrasensory perception that we're far more likely to remember instances that back up our claims, even when those instances that don't agree with those claims might occur far more frequently, which... Again, I'm super woo-woo, <laughs> but I'm also a realist. And as an independent thinker, got to acknowledge all sides. Uh, and a caveat to that, to make our confirmation bias even worse, <laughs> social media has created the influencer culture. So not only do we look to each other for guidance, we look to influencers because we consider these people like part of our pack, more so than traditional celebrities. But we still often place influencers on an incredibly high pedestal which gives them the opportunity to influence us. <laughs> People buy a product because an influencer said so. Um, 
even if that product might not be the best option for them. Or folks employ unsafe dieting practices and workout routines just because an influencer said it'll work without doing the research for what works for their own body. (laughs) So yeah, and to add on to that, actually, people listen to gurus and influencers, and I'm even going to include myself into that, being someone who's so into, you know, personal and professional growth and development. There's so much that happens based on popularity or trends without people taking the time to think for themselves. Uh, and I'll say, quite often, the advice out there is actually good. <laughs> I mentioned a bit you know, earlier uh, in the episode, that's been an authentic part of my journey, is exploring and seeing the resources and information out there and processing that to independently think and, and put it into practice in ways that feel authentic to me. I think the challenge is that mainstream culture has programmed impressionable minds <laughs> to do exactly what people tell them to do, even if it's unhealthy and potentially dangerous. Um, One of the biggest reasons that people no longer seem to think for themselves is because they're scared of the repercussions. How can you think for yourself when sharing ideas that aren't in accordance with societal norms gets you exiled from society? What if you lose your job, your education, everything you've ever worked for simply for thinking differently and expressing those different opinions? And this ties into what we know as cancel culture, which isn't horrible in theory in terms of holding people accountable for their behavior. But I think it depends on how it's practiced. And the real victims of cancel culture are the ideas that are going to be left unsaid, the thoughts left in the mind because of fear of extreme backlash uh, to prevent independent thinking and avoid not being accepted or canceled, which we know this is a relatively new phenomenon. And because of that, society urges us to double think or group think. Um, and groupthink, I don't know, in case folks out there haven't heard this term, it's a term coined by Irvin Janis in 1972. And what it means is avoiding conflict by pretty much swiftly reaching an agreement without evaluating the other options or other ideas. It means to kind of bend back to the social norm without giving other perspectives a second thought. And it might feel safe <laughs> to assimilate and do that, but... The danger of this is that our individuality and uniqueness kind of dies and the world moves to a point where we're all collectively agreeing on the same ideas. There's no difference in thought. There's no individuality. There's just groupthink. But it doesn't have to be this way. (laughs) To think for yourself is an essential skill that I truly feel we all should learn. Uh, And I'll even say that we must learn or else we end up becoming a puppet of someone else's programming And to think for yourself is to challenge your own existing ideas, beliefs, and decisions. Ask yourself, are my thoughts mine? Or are they simply influenced by everyone around me? So that could be family, friends, society, influencers, and so on. To think for yourself is to look at the evidence, to investigate, and to use thoughtful analysis. And understand All of us battle with confirmation bias, okay? (laughs) In some way, shape, or form, we all seem to want to, you know, fit in. So remember to not shy away from ideas that might negate your existing bias. To think for yourself is to battle with your mind. Go out there and find the root of the ideas that you support and then find opposing arguments, even if it feels a little bit scary. Look at your newfound beliefs as 
diamonds encased in a rock. <laughs> Before you get to that fine jewel in the middle, you got to break through the rock with a lot of force, but you have to do so carefully and diligently. So before you fully accept a new way of thinking or even revisit ways that you're currently thinking, make sure that you've broken through <laughs> that rock <laughs> by wrestling with these new ideas in a way that might take you out of your comfort zone and stretch you a little bit. To think for yourself is to go out there in search of information. Don't wait for the algorithm <laughs> to keep echoing the things that you already know. Go out there and acquire new knowledge. Feed your mind by continuously reading, listening, discussing. Um, you know, wrap yourself around these big ideas with a view from all sides and break that pattern of thought and view everything in the world through your own lenses. To think for yourself is to be humble in your knowledge. Uh, one of the reasons people fall into the trap of confirmation bias is that they don't want to be wrong. <laughs> and, you know, I've been there. And, and sometimes I, I still get there because I'm human, right? We're all human. Uh, we've built this idea for some reason that we have to protect ourselves from being wrong. People seem to pride themselves as intellectuals and, and knowledgeable and disconforming evidence goes against that notion. So they shy away from it and keep themselves in the dark about the truth rather than shining light onto it simply because they want to keep up the facade of being right. And there's literally nothing wrong with being wrong. <laughs> I know for me, I make mistakes all the time and I have to learn, grow and evolve from them after I know better for next time. Remember, we used to think the earth was the center of the universe back in the day <laughs> and that everything revolved around us. And with influence or culture, to be honest, we still do. <laughs> that hasn't changed that much. Um, the reality is that we're egocentric creatures by nature. We enjoy feeling important and being right. It gives us that sense of superiority, at least for a short while. But in my humble opinion, I feel as if we should be more concerned about finding out what's right and not craving the state of being right. To think for yourself is to be courageous, <laughs> to not buckle under fear, pressure or guilt, and to stand up for what you believe in as long as you've come to see it as the truth for yourself. To think for yourself is to stand out and not go along with the crowd simply for the sake of fitting in or avoiding confrontation because the truth is we would have no new discoveries in spirituality, science, politics, education, or elsewhere if the old ideas were never challenged and the paradigms hadn't been shifted. Being an independent and free thinker opens avenues to ideas that some of us may never truly experience. And new ideas are something we can all benefit from as individuals, which, of course, have a positive effect on the world around us. It's that bigger picture. Everything we believe about the world today is a product of someone thinking outside of the box and challenging the status quo. So let's empower each other to be independent thinkers and do the same. This podcast is sponsored by Authentic Service Group, an organization empowering young adults to explore their potential and achieve success genuinely through virtual life and leadership coaching, community engagement, and networking events for emerging leaders in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area and beyond. For more information, visit AuthenticServiceGroup.org. No matter what life throws your way, you've got this. Hey there, welcome to the energy reading for episode 43 and happy May. Super grateful to have you here. Gentle reminder if this isn't your first time and a heads up if it is, 
these are general collective readings rather than being one-on-one so it's possible what comes through may not apply to you and that's okay that just means the guidance in this particular reading might be messages that someone else out there needs to hear and maybe the next one will be for you you have permission to take what resonates from this reading and leave what doesn't Before we get started, let's all just take a deep breath. Alrighty, (laughs) energy is all good on my end. If you need a minute to get everything feeling good on your end, feel free to pause and do what you gotta do and come back when you're ready. I've already blessed and shuffled the decks I'm using for our energy reading, so just a quick shout out to the artists before we get started. We've got The Universal Weight Tarot by A.E. Weight and Pamela Coleman-Smith, The Sun and Moon Tarot by Vanessa DeCourt, The Wild Unknown Pocket Tarot by Kim Kranz, The Angels and Ancestors Oracle by Kyle Gray, The Moonology Oracle by Yasmin Boland. The Daily Crystal Inspiration Oracle by Heather Askinasi. And last but certainly not least, the Sacred Destiny Oracle by Denise Lin. All right, folks, let's see what's in the cards for us today. Hey. I'm excited to be back doing a card reading for UGT. I missed doing one last week, but it was nice to get a little bit of a break. Um, If you're new, the noise that you're hearing in the background is me just doing a little bit more shuffling of the cards and that, okay. And then that way we get random messages that fly out or gently fall out of the deck. And we consider that as guidance from spirit for the reading. Uh, Since we are on episode 43 and four plus three is seven, my intention uh, is to get one card from each of these decks that I have. I have seven total. And that that you heard was one (laughs) that came out uh, from the Universal Tarot. And we have, oh, okay. So we have a Knight of Cups (laughs) and the card is upright. Cool. And so cups for anyone who's new and hey, refresher for for returners. It's always refreshers galore. (laughs) But since we skipped a week, uh, definitely want to focus on that uh, to make sure everyone's up to speed. So cups, that's water energy. And that is emotions, relationships Um, with the knight of cups. It's, I mean, with the Knight of Cups, it's, it's pretty interesting, especially with the card being upright. Uh, it's actually, and it's also been a while since the Knight uh, has come up in UGT energy readings. And so, yeah, for me, I, I interpret the Knight just kind of based on what the character of a Knight represents. Typically, a Knight is on a journey of some sort. And typically it's a solo journey. <laughs> and this knight often encounters different, you know, situations, obstacles, uh, personalities kind of along the way. But like there's something, whether it has to do with honor or like some sort of goal. And, and like that's what the knight is kind of going after. Like if you think about just so many 
uh, so many different plots of just books, <laughs> movies, all the things. And so that's the first thing that resonates for me when I think of the night. And so thinking about the Knight of Cups, that emotions and relationships perspective, maybe for you or whoever you're thinking about with this being the first card that's coming up, maybe, maybe you feel like there's a journey of some sort you're already on it, maybe it's forthcoming, perhaps this is confirmation that it's happened, but some sort of an emotional journey. <laughs> and with the night, it typically, it does have to do with nobility of some sort. Um, what I will say is though, with the night, the, the night isn't necessarily at the King of Cups status, which for folks who are returning listeners, you already know with the King of Cups, like that's one of those cards where the energy is so strong, that might as well be a major arcana. <laughs> And if you're new, Major Arcana, those are cards in tarot that are like major themes or main ther ma main characters <laughs> uh, that can come out in a tarot deck during a reading. This Knight of Cups is considered Minor Arcana because it's got the cups. There's also wands, swords, and pentacles. We'll see if we get any of that <laughs> from the other tarot decks in this reading. But yeah, I share all that to say <laughs> what I'm picking up so far for you or whoever you're thinking about, maybe what this reading is going to be kind of as the picture gets painted for us with the cards, maybe there's some sort of like journey again, as it relate as it relates to emotions, relationships <laughs> that uh, might be going on here. Um, I think the other thing I want to point out about the Knight of Cups, this is also someone who's typically, I think, quite skilled as far as making emotional decisions and putting things into action, especially from the heart space. So we could also say that cups energy, like that water energy represents the heart. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah, this could also symbolize for you or whoever you're thinking about, maybe there's like a knight of cups in your life. <laughs> uh, could be male, female, non-binary, because it's all about the energy of the cards in case you're new. Uh, less about the gender, more about the energy. So this male, female, non-binary knight of cups, this could also represent somebody coming in with like an offer of some sort. Uh, and, and I feel this way because the artwork in the card for the Knight of Cups, it shows this gentleman, this knight, and he's on horseback and he's got this, you know, the cup <laughs> in his hand and you see his gaze, he's kind of looking off to the side rather than toward whoever's looking at the card, you know, the viewer, the spectator. So I think, I think that also kind of helps paint the picture a little bit as far as like this journey for you or whoever you're thinking about that does tap into that heart space that perhaps is emotional or sensitive. Um, like it's something that requires perhaps a lot of attention and intention uh, and focus and maybe not everybody that's in your atmosphere fully understands what's going on. You know what I mean? Um, but still kind of coming from that place of like nobility and whatnot. Okay, let me keep going <laughs> with the cards because clearly I could be on the Knight of Cups um, for the entire reading. So let's move on to the Sun and Moon Tarot and see what card we get from there to help continue painting the picture. Oh, okay, cool. All right, so from the Sun and Moon Tarot, we have... Ooh, um, okay. So two cards came out and they both came out facing me. <laughs> and I think I'm actually gonna pivot from my original plan and go ahead and, and go with these two cards. So I, I'm not gonna have a seven card spread. It looks like it might be eight, maybe even more. I think I'm gonna just go with the flow and, and see how many come out. 
but we have two cards that came out and the and it's the the universe and the empress <laughs> and they're both major arcana um so that's pretty cool yeah uh and so main characters major themes uh out of these two cards out the major theme is the universe main character is the empress <laughs> but yeah it's um i mean it's cool because with the empress card and i think especially with having the knight of cups to bring new people up to speed the empress card in tarot this card has super strong energy this could be male female non-binary but there's there's a lady you know who's in the artwork on this card it typically does represent feminine energy but the empress <laughs> i this is actually one of my favorite cards in tarot the empress is energy of just abundance uh of of confidence um of ease, not even necessarily from the perspective of like never, you know, having to encounter any sort of challenges or obstacles, but it, but it's kind of like being able to turn any challenge into an opportunity. So again, with that abundance and in the artwork on this card, it's really interesting because something else that I'll say about the Empress, it's kind of like energy that 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 has the ability to kind of move throughout different realms if you will and so the lady you know who's on this card it's interesting because she's in a forest uh there's some butterflies and there's like rabbits here there's a bird she's sitting on a crescent moon you know even though she's she's clearly on the earth you know it looks like she's floating um it looks like what she's holding in her hand it's an orb of some sort but it looks like there might be a dollar sign on it. <laughs> I can't quite tell, but that could potentially represent like a pentacle, um, which pentacles in tarot that represents, um, I mean, it could have to tie into abundance of some sort, but it does often have to do with possessions, uh, wealth in whatever context, you know what I mean? But she's holding this in her hand and it's almost as if to say this empress is very well balanced. And also this Empress is someone who feels very grounded, uh, I think, in who they are and what they're doing and what what they're creating. You know what I mean? Like the, like the Empress is kind of like creative energy, however that resonates for you or whoever you're thinking about. Um, and for people who like to do tarot kind of from the romantic perspective, <laughs> that's why I point this out um, with the Knight of Cups, because we could take this for you or whoever you're thinking about, perhaps this Empress is the goal <laughs> like that's the journey for this this gentleman you know this this knight of cups from the card from the universal tarot um but i'm gonna say it again for anyone who's new as far as gender take it how it resonates for you male female non-binary for the knight of cups or for the empress and then with the universe card that's here again this is also major arcana with this being a major theme <laughs> it's um yeah it's almost like with the knight of cups and then this empress card it's like the universe perhaps you or whoever you're thinking about whatever this empress represents whether it's a person or like like a concept what like whatever that goal is that feels grounded well balanced abundant like this universe card is like also what it represents for you <laughs> so i almost feel like that's why these two cards you know maybe came out together like maybe that's why i was called to just go for it and do it um <laughs> yeah independent thinking I had one way I was planning to go into this and then yeah like challenging you know what I was going to do and, and kind of going in a different direction because because it felt right you know for me that's how I'm seeing it with these two cards like the empress and the universe like they like they go together like for you or whoever you're thinking about in this knight of cups energy 
I mean, it could be that for you or whoever you're thinking about, maybe this is you, <laughs> the empress in the universe, you know, and, and maybe there's somebody that you can think of in your life. And, and it could be any context. It could be family, friends, work, romantic, where from that Knight of Cups perspective, maybe something about you is the end goal. It could be a collaboration of some sort, you know, um, I'm going to keep going with the cards. I'm going to see if I'm on the right track because I'm not too sure. But <laughs> with how it's going so far, it's it's pretty clear, um, which is cool. I'm going to go with the Wild Unknown Pocket Tarot next. Oh, all right. Okay. We have another major arcana. Okay. <laughs> Wow, heavy on the major arcana for this reading, um, which I don't mind, you know, with this episode dropping on May 1st, definitely a lot of strong energy with the cards, which is cool. And the card that came out from uh, the Wild Unknown Pocket Tarot, we have the Justice card. Um, this card has actually come out, uh, I, you know, for the past few UGT readings, not necessarily in a row, but I can just recall. <laughs> like, this is one of those cards that's come out quite a lot. And... Um, yeah, and there's, there's for people who are new and even returning, because I don't even think I've brought this up before, but there's a concept in tarot called tethering, <laughs> where like if you're doing readings and there's a certain card that comes out, it seems to be like over and over and over again, you know, like when you do readings, especially with shuffling, it, it kind of means that there's a certain card that's like tethered to you a little bit. So I feel like with the justice card coming out again, uh, and by again, I mean, you know, like a, a, a separate <laughs> UGT reading for you or whoever you're thinking about. Maybe this is a major theme <laughs> with what you're going, you know, going through right now or perhaps what's led up to kind of the what's been going on in this reading with this Knight of Cups energy pursuing what feels like what seems to be such an all encompassing like collaboration, partnership goal, etc., and, and with the justice card, as far as what that means in tarot for anyone who's new, it, I mean, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> it's really straightforward. It really is about justice and kind of doing the right thing. We could tie it into, you know, the episode as far as independent thinking and seeing things from different perspective, discernment, decision-making. I feel like with this card, it kind of paints the picture that for you or whoever you're thinking about, Again, with this Knight of Cups energy from the Universal Tarot, with whatever this Empress slash Universe <laughs> Major Arcana represents for you or whoever you're thinking about, there's either that feeling of justice, like once you feel like you've achieved that, or perhaps with this justice piece, like this is something that's important to you, like integrity, like, ooh, I got a cough. <clears throat> Pardon me. <laughs> okay, so if you're new, if I cough <laughs> or... If anything happens during an energy reading, I pay attention to it and returning listeners know that. So, so the fact that I had, that I had to cough there, I'm gonna pay attention to that. And so, yeah, may maybe this really is something that's very important to you. This justice piece kind of throughout whatever journey this is that you're on of like self-discovery, reaching this goal, <laughs> this empress, this universe. Um, yeah, something with integrity, justice, discernment, like that's that's just a major theme in whatever is going on. And I think the Oracle cards are going to kind of help paint the picture, but take it how it resonates for you as far as the context and what it applies to. Uh, again, it could be family, friends, um, work, romantic. Yeah. Um, OK, I'm going to go with the Moonology Oracle next. 
Okay, cool. That one kind of like gently fell. <laughs> we have, oh, we have the blue moon. Believe in the impossible. Okay. Uh, I mean, I feel like that's pretty straightforward. I mean, with believe in the impossible, maybe for you or whoever you're thinking about, maybe there's something going on where there's some aspect of this, again, like this journey that has to do with nobility, honor in whatever context, maybe there's some aspect of it that feels impossible, or maybe for you or whoever you're thinking about, whatever this empress energy and universe energy represents, maybe it, it feels like a goal or, or something that's not achievable or unattainable. So this could be a loving and encouraging message from spirit for you or whoever you're thinking about to kind of keep moving and grooving, especially from this justice perspective, from the wild unknown um, pocket tarot, like perhaps believing in the impossible means believing in yourself. You know, maybe it resonates in that way. Um, and while I'm thinking about it, for anyone who's new, <laughs> on the subject of independent thinking with, you know, what I'm going through with these cards, uh, it's quite possible that you might be picking up something completely different <laughs> from what I am. And that's absolutely welcome. Independent thinking is always encouraged. So I just want to reiterate in case it wasn't clear, if you're new, you are welcome to take these cards. However, ooh. <clears throat> pardon me, however they resonate. Ooh, and the fact I had to cough there, pay attention to that, please. <laughs> Independent thinking, yeah? All right, we're down to our last few Oracle decks. I'm going with the Angels and the Ancestors next. Ooh, whoa. <laughs> okay, a few cards came out. Uh, and as I mentioned before, it's, yeah, I'm going with the flow with just how the cards are coming out instead of doing the seven card reading. So. We have from the Angels and the Ancestors, we have the Druid, hold the space. And we have the Traitor, T-R-A-D-E-R, -E not Traitor, <laughs> T-R-A-I-T-O-R. This is Trader, exchange energy to create abundance. Okay. Oh, I mean, I feel like these cards together, even if I take away, you know, what this, you know, kind of the spirit energy they represent, the druid and the traitor, and just look at the messages, hold the space, exchange energy to create abundance. This really, this really does make me feel like this could potentially be kind of like a collaboration partnerships reading of some sort. Again, take it however it resonates, but what I get from Druid, hold, Druid, hold the space and trader, exchange energy to create abundance. This could be a loving, encouraging and non-judgmental message from spirit of like, open up. Yeah, open up. Uh, yeah, because especially with this blue moon, believe in the impossible from the moonology oracle, it's like, you know, maybe you or whoever you're thinking about, like there are some walls up or, or kind of like those limiting beliefs, you know, you could say because of things kind of happening around you where maybe you've kind of been programmed to feel that way about yourself. You know what I mean? And, and so many of us can relate to that. So there's never any judgment there. And all these messages coming out from the cards, like it, like, I feel like this is spirit through the cards and how I interpret it. And that's why I always say independent thinking is so important. Take it how it resonates and how it works best for you. And so how I'm taking these cards, I really do see this like a loving nudge of like open up and, and, and maybe, you know, be open to 
again, trader, exchange energy and create abundance because maybe for you or whoever you're thinking about, that's what you need or you're already actively kind of consciously thinking about this or tapping into it. So <laughs> going back to this Knight of Cups, who's kind of, you know, heading toward the Empress and the universe and really feeling like everything is aligning, like, again, maybe that feels like something that's a huge feat or <laughs> like there's so many obstacles and it's impossible. But this major arcana empress energy, like with the artwork, it shows it's almost like this lady, she's able to, she's able to turn anything, she's able to turn nothing into something, you know, like just being resourceful. And, and, and this universe card, it's like this empress really making the universe like hers, like for you or whoever you're thinking about, male, female, non-binary, maybe it also resonates that this knight of cups energy Again, cups, water, emotions, relationships. It could be like a self journey. <laughs> like maybe, you know, you're trying to find your inner male, female, non-binary empress energy. And, and maybe that's how you feel like you'll be able to kind of manifest this major arcana universe energy around you, you know, from the sun and moon tarot. And then again, with justice from the wild unknown pocket tarot, and then from the moonology oracle blue moon, believe in the impossible. It's like, it, it, it's almost like, really, really wanted to do it for all the right reasons, but just feeling like you can't. So again, Druid, hold the space, perhaps for yourself or others or the world around you. And then Trader, exchange energy to create abundance. It's almost like, it's almost like, you know, like allow yourself to let the universe in and, and to learn and grow and evolve from it. That's kind of how I take this. All right. I'm going to go with the Daily Crystal Inspiration Oracle next and then close us out with the Sacred Destiny. And then we can call it a day. There we go. Whoa. <laughs> All right. That's too many cards. So I'm going to just pick, <laughs> do a little, a little shuffle here and then pick one. <laughs> okay. All righty. Okay. Okay, I feel good about this now. <laughs> All right, so from the Daily Crystal Inspiration, we have... Hmm, we have Agate. Get back into balance. Okay. I think... Okay, yeah, I think this is a, definitely a, an encouraging and loving message from Spirit. If it feels like a little bit of tough love, I think especially because this reading has been kind of so heavily and kind of like relationships, partnerships, journey, figuring out, you know what I mean? Like, like this could be a message from Spirit as far as getting back into balance, like, like for yourself. Maybe that is something that's required in order for you or whoever you're thinking about to feel like you're in a space where you are able to hold space and exchange <laughs> with people around you. Or again, this could be more of like a self journey, which is cool too. But again, looking back at the angels and the ancestors, it's like getting back into balance. I feel like this is a kind of a confirmation of the cards that we just saw of holding space and exchanging energy, perhaps for you or whoever you're thinking about, that's what getting back into balance means. So it could be something where, again, with this night, it's very much a solo journey. Like we're, we're on the first episode of the month, the number one in numerology that is about, a, you know, kind of, the, kind of the individual and really focusing on that in a healthy way. So with getting back into balance, it could be about balancing that along with, you know, kind of this other end of the spectrum, this other perspective of 
opening up and holding space, you know, let, let my guard down, let those walls down, because that's the only way <laughs> that you're going to be ready and able to allow in this empress energy and experience this feeling of just having the universe, you know, like everything really aligning. And it happening in a way where, you know, the integrity is there and you feel good about it. Again, justice um, from the Wild Unknown Pocket Tarot. So Daily Crystal Inspiration, Agate Crystal, get back into balance. Take that however resonates for you. But I think that's, I think that's reasonable and practical advice <laughs> from Spirit. Thanks, Spirit, <laughs> in any context. Okay, so finally we got the Sacred Destiny Oracle to close us out. So let's see what we get as a final message from Spirit <laughs> for kicking off the, the month of May. I think this has been interesting. Maybe, you know, for the month of May, this is, <laughs> this is that journey that for you or whoever you're thinking about that you're going to be on for this month. Or maybe, again, you've been on it <laughs> and this is just confirmation and maybe May is when you're going to reach that destination. Yeah. Either way, wishing you the best. <laughs> you or whoever you're thinking about. You got this. All right. Come on, Sacred Destiny. <laughs> um, for folks who are new, if cards, you know, take a little bit to come out. Ooh, all right. Thanks, Spirit. <laughs> all right. I, I take that back. But I was going to say, uh, usually when cards take a, you know, a little while to come out, then I consider that as... A little bit of a message from spirit that maybe what we're about to see, um, maybe it's something that's been a little bit hard to hear or whatever's going on requires a little bit more patience. So let's see what this last message is for our reading. Oh, <laughs> it's miracles. Yeah, this, this card has come out. Um, in some previous readings, too. That's why for folks who are new, I'm having that reaction and pff, I got to cough again. <clears throat> pardon me okay miracles paying attention to that <laughs> yeah I, I think for you or whoever you're thinking about you know seeing this miracles card and the fact that I had to cough here it, it's making me look back at the believe in the impossible blue moon from the moonology oracle and it's like yeah like there, there really might be some like a, a it may be it's subconscious, but like some limiting beliefs, like some sort of feeling that something's not possible. And it might not even be like the destination for this Knight of Cups, like where male, female, non-binary knight, you know, where they're headed. But like it might not be that that <laughs> feels like it's unattainable, but maybe there really are some challenging obstacles to get there. So, again, with miracles. I do see this as a very encouraging, you know, kind of final message um, that reiterates believing in the impossible. But I also think it's important to acknowledge <laughs> if we're thinking about independent thinking, you know, with these miracles, there's also there's also that balance, you know, with the agate from the Daily Crystal Inspiration to get back into balance. I think it's it's almost like this last message is is kind of like balancing the belief along with the action. Yeah. Yeah. Like the feeling and the belief and the emotion with the action, which <laughs> me saying all that together might not make a whole lot of sense. Like, even as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oof. but as the listener, I, I, I think you might get where I'm trying to go with it. Yeah. Um, cool. I, I'm going to stop there. So I'm not babbling on. Um, I hope this was helpful for whoever needed to hear it. And if none of this resonated for you, 
that's quite all right. Just means uh, that this reading wasn't for you and perhaps the next one will be. And at the very least, maybe this gave you some insight into what someone else is experiencing. But I appreciate your time and your energy tuning in nonetheless. Uh, wishing everybody out there a great week, <laughs> a great month of May and beyond. And just know whatever you got going on, you got this. Talk soon.